0: So if you'll turn in your Bible to chapter 6 of Joshua, we're going to go to chapter 6. They're about to get their op order, starting in verse 2. Then the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands, along with its king and its fighting men. March around the city once with all armed men. Do this for six days. Have seven priests carrying trumpets of ram horns in front of the ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times with the priests blowing the trumpets. When you hear them sound a long blast of the trumpets, have all the people give a loud shout, then the wall of the city will collapse and the people will go up, every man straight in." So Rahab, finally, there they are, what they've been waiting for, there are the soldiers. And what do you think? I mean, do you think she was probably pretty excited but also anxious and and I wonder, did she like shake her cord, remember? (laughs) Over here, woohoo, <laughs> Woo! Do you see me? Have you ever been that like that with God? Kind of over here, God, woohoo! Do you see me? I remember we were at Fort Lewis, and and I was going through a really tough time, and I that was my cry to the Lord. Do you see me? I feel pretty invisible right now, Lord. And so I would encourage you when you become. Um, discouraged or distraught or felt feel forsaken to go to the psalms because i found a psalm that was the cry of my heart but what i loved as i continued i was like yes 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 where are you lord why are my enemies defeating me but at the end of that psalm it reminded me of my hope and how much he loved me and so i encourage you don't get stuck in that do you see me lord do you see me? So now the time has come. Don't you know the whole family's just like, okay, we're ready, get your backpack, girl, we're going. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the soldiers march around the city, and then they're gone. Okay, and then they come and march around again. And, they're go- and that continues, and probably by the end, she's like, really, you brought a marching band? <laughs> this is the plan, this is the plan. So every night she was waiting, And maybe I wonder if sometimes she also started to doubt and go, you know what? I don't think anybody in Jericho has seen this scarlet cord yet. Maybe it's just safer for me to stay here. I know this place. I know these people. I know the way things are done here. I'm just gonna stay here in my comfort zone in my comfort zone. If we are completely honest, are we dwelling in Jericho in our comfort zone? It's not really where God desires us to be, but we're staying there because it's the known. We're so afraid of the unknown. This is on your listening guide. For many, comfort zone isn't about an actual location. It's an attitude. Your comfort zone may be an attitude. It might be an attitude about the military. It might be your attitude towards your marriage. It might be your attitude towards yourself, but it's become your comfort zone. And it might not just, it might be that God doesn't really want you to dwell there. Lisa Turker says this, comfort zones don't have to be comfortable. They just have to be familiar. Are you at a point where a decision needs to be made? Do you need to leave a Jericho behind? We're going to go ahead and move on, ladies. So continuing in chapter 6, verse 22. Right before that, verse 17, Joshua shouted, Only Rahab the prostitute and all who are with her in her house shall be spared because she hid the spies we sent. Continuing in verse 22, Joshua said to the two men who had spied out the land, Go into the prostitute's house and bring her out and all who belong to her in, in accordance with your oath to her. So the young men who had done the spying went in and brought out Rahab, her father and mother and brothers and all who belonged to her. They brought out her entire family and put them in a place outside the camp of Israel. Then they burned the whole city and everything in it. But they put the silver, gold, and the articles of bronze and iron into the treasury of the Lord's house. But Joshua spared Rahab the prostitute with her family and all who belonged to her because she had hid the men Joshua had sent as spies to Jericho. And she lives among the Israelites to this day. That took faith for her to do the hard thing without any assurance. And so, this is on your listening guide faith trumps fear. You cannot wait for fear to go away, though. You cannot wait, but faith needs to trump fear. Rahab made the choice of faith in the face of fear. And it led to the deliverance of herself and her family. And the thing is, Rahab only asked to live and for her family to live, but God had so much more for her, so much more she became part of the lineage of Christ. That's huge, that's huge. And if we think about it, on the other side of Jesus's biggest act of faith, dying on the cross for us, Jesus' biggest act of faith became our biggest blessing. Could it be on the other side of our acts of faith is a blessing? Faith trumps fear. The second one, faith requires action. Faith requires action. James 2.25 says this, in the same way was not even Rahab the prostitute considered righteous for what she did when she gave lodging to the spies and sent them off in a different direction. Rahab's faith was tested by what she did more than what she thought or felt in the situation. She could have chosen not to help the spies because James 2.26 says this, faith without deeds is dead. In Hebrews 11, the hall of faith, the people were commended for what they did, not what they felt. And then the third thing, faith gets the attention of God. Faith gets the attention of God. Hebrews eleven thirty one tells us this. By faith, the prostitute Rahab, because she welcomed the fi- spies, was not killed with those who were disobedient. Rahab confessed her faith to God before anything was done. She didn't have a guarantee that she would be spared, but she had faith. It is impossible to please God without faith. You know, and one thing I noticed as I was reading all the scripture that included Rahab, every time but one it said Rahab the prostitute Rahab the prostitute except for once in Matthew 1 5 when she it's the genealogy of Christ it just says Rahab but every other time it says Rahab the prostitute people may not forget your past there are women who could walk in here and say oh yeah I know Tracy she's a mess up let me tell you about it let me remind her of it there are women here already who know me and they're like yep Tracy she's a mess up I can remind her of that I can tell her about it, but we, I, can rejoice that once we are forgiven of our sins, we repent and turn from it. God doesn't remember it anymore. Isaiah forty three twenty five says this, I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake and remembers your sins no more. Rahab had two reputations, Rahab the prostitute, Rahab the woman of faith. The only one God remembers her as is the woman of faith. The woman of faith. This is in your listening guide. The story of Rahab shows the tremendous contrast between one's past and future potential. The key is faith. The key is faith. Matthew 21, 31 says this. Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth. The tax collectors and the prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God ahead of you and this is on your listening guide, it takes courage to change the course of your life. It takes courage to change the course of your life. She had to put her past behind her in order to move forward in the plans that God had for her life. So many people have this memorized. When I ask people, what's your life verse?" They tell me this all the time. Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Ephesians 2.10 tells us, and this is truth. This isn't a little feely-feely, make you feel good. This is truth. This is truth. Ephesians 2.10, we are God's masterpiece, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. God will not fulfill your destiny without you. He'll fulfill Christ's destiny with or without you. But your destiny requires your participation. God doesn't force himself on us. We must choose him. We must choose to put the past behind us. Think of it like you're driving a car. If you're constantly looking in the rearview mirror, looking at my past, looking at my past, you will wreck your future. Let it go. Let it go. Now, this is a quote I love. It is not in the Bible. Say that after me. It is not in the Bible. Okay? This is not in the Bible, but I do like this quote. The definition of hell The last day you have on earth, the person you became will meet the person you could have become. The difference is faith. The difference is faith. Maybe you know a Rahab who needs rescuing. There are many women like Rahab, and they just feel stuck in a way of life that robs them of dignity and joy. They feel invisible and worthless. This is on your listening guide. No one is invisible to God. No one is invisible to God. I want you to turn to the women at your table and tell her, God sees you. And the thing is, if you're a Christ follower, if you're a Christian, then we should see women too. We should not be passing by women just because of their background or, or their lifestyle or what they've chosen. We need to see them too. I want you to turn to the women at your table and say, I see you. 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 (laughs) Because the thing is, we've got to stop judging people just because they sin differently than we do. We're all sinners. And God tends to work through people that we as humans would reject. That's who He uses. Or maybe you're a Rahab. Who needs rescuing? No matter how low we feel, Acts 17, 27 reminds us, and this isn't the only place, God is not far off from each one of us. He is close by, ready, and eager to offer hope. All you have to do is just put a little faith in him. God delights in seeing even a spark of faith. <laughs> Rahab only had a few stories to know who God was. We have a huge burk book worth of stories the word of God is living to know who he is I'll just talk loud I'm almost done Jennifer we have a full bible of truth to know who God is if you have a past you're not proud of don't give up God's grace is sufficient to transform you all that is required is faith, faith in Christ, not faith in you, not faith in anybody else, faith in him, faith in him who came through, through the lineage of a prostitute. When someone reminds you of your past, courageously stand and declare, and this is on your listening guide, what I once was, I am not anymore. I am a new person. I have been given a new name, I am the daughter of the king." So just toss out your scarlet cord and say, here I am Lord, save me. So I'm going to close this in prayer before we start our next session. Dear Heavenly Gracious Father, Lord, thank you so much for your word that does remind us of who you are. And also it reminds us of who we are and how loved and precious we are. Also, Lord, I thank you for your word because it's relevant to today. Even though that story took place thousands of years ago, it can resonate with most women today. Lord, it reminds us of how loved we are, how we can rest our hope in you, that we can trust you. Lord, I pray that you give us eyes to see other women who need to know who you are and need to um, feel your love, Lord. May we be women who choose you, and we be women known who's just stepped out in faith. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.